Hey, 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 how are you, gang? Harlan Williams here at the Harlan Highway Podcast, your host, your mentor, your doctor, your nurse, whatever you need, I'm here. Welcome to the uh, the show. Great show today. Uh, we are going to be taking a question of the day. Boy, this one's an awkward one. I, I think all of you might have, have, have experienced today's Harlan Highway question of the day. Yeesh. I certainly uh, had a weird experience with what we're about to talk about. Probably you too. And then we're going to take some uh, some phone calls from the pavement pounders. Um, I think uh, I talked recently about how I, I had stolen some some plastic forks from Chipotle. Yeah, I think I stole two or three plastic forks from Chipotle. I felt so guilty and bad that I that I came out on the show and confessed a few podcasts back. And lo and behold, it drew more criminal element out of the woodwork. Yes, a bunch more of you pavement pounders have called in and fessed up (laughs) to your fast food crimes. Wait till you hear. We're going to have a big circle of forgiveness. We're going to try to get, get past it, move through our horrible bad behavior, and become good citizens here. On the Harlan Highway! Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harlan Highway. What you talking about, Woods? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harlan, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. The Harland Highway. Question of the day. Okay, here it is. Here it is, and it's an awkward one, and it might have happened to you, happened to me recently. Here's the question of the day. Have you ever been out to dinner or lunch or breakfast, whatever, you're out somewhere enjoying an intimate meal with a date, and partway through the date, you look up, you look next to you, and at the next table, or maybe a table or two over, but within close proximity to you, is another person that you went on a date with before. You know, not not a long-term thing, but just someone you had maybe dated before, one or two dates, maybe one date, maybe five dates. It never really really gelled. It never turned anything into anything. And there they are. Well, it happened to me recently, and here, here's what happened. It's very, very uncomfortable. I'm out uh, the other night, you know, with a friend, a lady friend. And we're just sitting there having some sushi. And, you know... We, we walk into the restaurant. The hostess brings us over to a table. You know, sometimes sushi restaurants are a little tight. They put people pretty close to each other. It's, it's like if it was a street, it would be the type of street where the, you know, there's, there's five feet between each house. 
well, these tables, there was about, you know, like a foot and a half, two feet between each table. So if you weren't talking or they weren't talking, you could listen in on the other table's conversation. So you kind of had to keep talking. So A, you couldn't hear them and hope they keep talking so they're not listening in on you. Um, so I'm sitting there, and this was a very unusual moment for me because uh, the way I identified the person beside me was not by their voice or by their face recognition or anything like that. It was... It was for lack of a, a better explanation, it was it was because of a very unusual, um, uh, I guess, uh, portion of their body. I don't I don't know how to put it. Let me explain. So I'm sitting there. Uh, I'm probably about five minutes in. Sitting there uh, with my lady friend, where we're we're eating, we're having miso soup, we're talking, we're having a laugh. To the left of us is two other young ladies, and they look like they're friends. They're talking, and, you know, I can see the one that's sitting across from me diagonally uh, fairly well. I can see her features, but the one right beside me, the only way I could see her is would be for me to actually turn my head and look right at her. She was, she was right beside me in the other seat, so I wasn't going to do that. And I didn't even think about it. As I sat down, I'm sitting there, I'm enjoying my, my the beginnings of my dinner with my lady friend. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> this is so odd. I I kind of, you know, glanced down towards the floor out of my peripheral vision. And it's weird because the, the, the woman beside me is you know it it's it, it's a naturally normally proportioned woman it's just there's a woman sitting beside me but when i glanced over i noticed that her feet weren't touching the floor and i was like wait what and i looked again and i i noticed that this this woman beside me had an unusually kind of short legs i was like oh that's odd her feet aren't touching the floor. It's a full-grown woman. And and then I kind of made the extra step to look over a little more and examine her body. And I was like, well, she looks proportioned and, and, and she she's not a little person. You know, uh, little people, uh, or as some people used to call them, midgets. I don't think that's politically correct anymore. So little people... Very often, uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But as you know, a lot of time, little people have uh, heightened features. They have they have uh, short, stubby legs, obviously, because they're little people. They usually have a a a, uh, an, a uh, you know a buttocks that stick out, that pro, pro, protrude. A lot of times uh, their arms are short. They have uh, sometimes uh, their heads seem larger. They have bigger foreheads, et cetera, et cetera. That's just the way they are. Not making fun. But this this uh, woman beside me uh, didn't have all that. She had all the normal proportions, but for some reason she had she she had almost like dwarf like legs. They weren't completely stubby and short, but they were. They were disproportionately short compared to the rest of her body. 
so there was some kind of abnormality. I don't know if she was deformed, if it was, I don't know what it was, but it just, it, it wasn't regular proportions. I was like, oh, that's odd. And then all of a sudden I had a flashback to about maybe three years earlier, uh, a friend of mine and his wife had invited me out to dinner here in Los Angeles. And I, I, I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to see you guys. Let's go out to dinner. And they said, yeah, after we're going to go see a, a show, a live show, and we got you a ticket. I'm like, great. So I show up, and at the time I was a single man. I show up, and we all show up. We meet at the restaurant, and all of a sudden there's another woman there. And I'm like, oh. Okay, I guess maybe there's a group. And then we all went and sat down. It was just the four of us. It was him and his wife. And then they put this woman across from me. And at this point, you know, we were in a crowded restaurant and I hadn't noticed anything different or peculiar. We sat across from each other. We talked. And then at one point, the women got up to go to the bathroom. And it was at that point that I noticed that this this woman had kind of dwarfish legs. They were disproportionately short. And as a result, she was sort of short, but but the legs looked off somehow. I, I don't know how else to describe it. And then while they were at the bathroom, I was like, uh, hey, dude, um, what what's going on? What's with this girl? And and he was like, you know, his eyes lit up. He said, well, what do you think? You like her? And I'm like, what do you mean do I like her? You know, what do you think of her? And I go, I don't know. I don't even know her. He goes, right? She's pretty cool, right? And, and it dawned on me he was trying to fix me up without asking me. I, I don't think I've ever been fixed up in my life. I didn't know if I was insulted or excited or I, 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 I felt like uh, I was maybe uh, ins- insufficient. I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Do all my th- friends think I don't have the ability to attract women? I, I, I don't know how to go out on a date. Is this what my friends are doing collectively behind my back? They're, they're starting to talk. They're starting to feel pity. They're, they're starting to go through their Rolodexes to find single women for me. So I was a little taken aback, but then I was also, uh, you know, a little confused by the proportions of this woman. I was like, I... I was like, I, I, I feel like maybe she was a, a a little person, but then at the same time, she wasn't. And so she was very confusing, a pleasant girl, a, actually a good-looking girl and a smart girl, but her body type threw me off. And so I'm sitting there, uh, fast forward to my little sushi dinner, and it was these legs. I go, why aren't those legs touching? And then I looked over and I went, wait a minute. Dot, 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 dot. I connected the dots and I went, oh, this is the girl. This is the girl that's uh, the, the oddly proportioned girl that they tried to fix me up with who I never saw again after that dinner because she just wasn't my type. And so now I'm, you know, six, seven minutes into my dinner with my lady friend. And all of a sudden here's this, this girl beside me who for all I know, you know, my friend and his wife said the same thing to her. They were trying to hook, you know, fix her up with me. And maybe they they, they said more to her. Maybe she was in on it. I don't know. Maybe, this, oh, this Harlan guy, come to dinner with us. You're going to love Harlan. He's a great guy. You're, it's, you and him are going to skip off and be married. 
and to be honest, I was uncomfortable with it. We went to this this show, and I didn't really know how to handle it because I wasn't really, like I said, I've never been fixed up before, and I never asked to be fixed up. And so with about five, ten minutes left in this live theatrical production, I leaned over to my friends. I said, I'm going to take off. I've got to get going. Yeah, I've got to get, I got some stuff in the morning. You know, that old chestnut. And so I took off, and my friends, I think, were kind of mad at me. They didn't really talk to me for a couple of months. They were, I think, I think they were pissed, but in my defense, I'm like, I didn't ask to be set up. I didn't know you were setting me up. And to be honest, I, 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 a woman with disproportionate body parts and, and little legs is not really my thing. And I'm not trying to be mean, but, you know, I, I, that's not really in my wheelhouse. That's not what I'm attracted to. Sorry. And, uh, and so now I'm sitting here wondering if, if this girl has recognized me. And so now I'm kind of, you know, I'm tilting my body a little. You know, I'm, I'm doing the little, little, trying to put my body on a little bit of an angle. I'm kind of, oh, suddenly the side of my head's itchy. I'm, oh, I think I'll rest my hand on the side of my face. Suddenly I'm kind of editing what I'm saying out loud to my lady friend. Suddenly my energy's changed. Suddenly the volume in my voice has gone down a bit because I don't really want the girl beside me to start listening in or even catch on that it's me. And so now the rest of my meal with my lady friend is uncomfortable. I'm two and a half feet away from the girl with the stubby legs eating sushi. And I don't know if she's pissed at me, if she thinks I ran out on her, if she's, if they had promised her, uh, you know, love and romance. And I, I don't know. Am I a bad guy? Am I a good guy? And so now I'm very uncomfortable, two and a half feet away. And now I just want to eat my sushi and get out of here. They, they'd already been in there a while before we got there. Guess what? We finished our sushi, got the check, and we're out of there before them. But it's very awkward. It's very awkward to, to be in that scenario. You don't know where to look. You don't know what to say. In my head, I'm like, should I just turn around and go, hey, aren't you so-and-so? Remember we all went out to dinner one night and, oh, wasn't that great? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that because then I got to act like I'm all happy and act like I had a great time. And and then I got to get into a, like a faux conversation with you and shoot the breeze and ask you how you've been and what you're up to. And to be honest, I don't care. So that's the Harland Highway question of the day. Have you ever been on a date, at a meal, and all of a sudden somebody else that you had dated shows up and sits right in your proximity? Wow. Thought I thought maybe I was going to get kicked by those stubby little legs. Wow. The Harland Highway question of the day. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, you know, sometimes this this is always really cool to me. Like, you know, someone will, will phone me at the show here and they'll make a comment about a podcast I did a while back. You know, maybe even over a year ago, maybe longer. And I did I did a podcast a while back where I talked about a time machine where you could go back and recapture your youth. 
And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Who are you, Michael J. Fox? We've got to get back to the future, Marty. Uh, what it was is I said, you know, if, if you take a garden hose during the summer and you turn it on and you bring it to your mouth and you drink water from the garden hose, it will instantly transport you back to when you were a little kid. For whatever reason, it just fills your head with imagery of when you used to do the same thing as a child. At least that's what happened when I did it. And uh, I, f- I find it charming and enchanting, and it, it's really weird that something so simple and, and mundane can, can kind of fill your head with memories as you drink water out of a hose and have these flashbacks to your youth. And, and then the other side of me goes, well, wait a minute. Does that really happen to anyone else? Am I the only guy or girl that this happens to? And I thought if it's happening to me, it must happen to other people. And so uh, I guess I, I got a phone call from someone at the show here who maybe hadn't heard that episode uh, because it's uh, back in the archives. And I uh, got a great phone call where he called in and shared some of his experiences uh, as he uh, took to the water hose and had some wonderful flashback memories uh, of being a kid. Have a listen. Hey, husband. I got three points of discussion. Number one, I was uh, watching some plants in my yard the other day, and I got hot and uh, decided to take a drink of water from the hose, and I was immediately put back into seventh grade football practice whenever we were super hot and we had to take water breaks. We had to take turns with the water hose. And then I started thinking about the dial on my water hose nozzle. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could turn the year? I could basically select which year I wanted to go back to and then drink from the water hose, and it would be the water hose time machine. I think uh, more people ought to try to uh, go back to that episode. I think of it, what was it, the 500th episode or something, where you talked about the water the water hose. I think everybody should try it again before summer ends because it definitely takes you back. And I've done it a couple times, and it, it like it's weird how it just puts me back into different years. The very first time I did it after your show, I thought about being like in second grade and lighting fireworks with my dad and thinking about our old house. And then I just did it like yesterday or the day before, and I was thinking about seventh grade football. So it's almost like it's like. You never know which memories are going to hit you at whenever you do it. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of like how music is, the way certain songs make you think about certain time periods. Okay, before we go to his second point on his phone call, I just want to interrupt for a second because I just love that that message. Thank you so much for sending that because that verified all the things that I was feeling. You know, it, it, it just... You pull that little hose up to your face and you, you put your mouth on it and the water's trickling through your lips and you're, you're being refreshed and the sound of the water splashing. and the I mean, how often do you drink from a hose as an adult? And so it just takes you back. And I just I found it so enchanting that you had these memories of, of playing football and being with your dad and, and uh, lighting fireworks. I mean, just... Just beautiful, beautiful imagery, and and so uh, I, ho- I hope it works for all of you. And you know, I brought this this topic up. I think you said uh, podcast five hundred, and and you're right. Everyone should go back and listen to it. But I think this whole topic now that that I've you know 
I've heard from a few people and I've heard from you. I, th- I think it's inspired me to d- dig deeper into this, this topic. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to write a short story. I don't know how many pages it'll be. Maybe it'll be 10, 15, 50, 60, 70. I am going to write a short story about this time machine garden hose. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you guys. Uh, when I get it done, it'll be a special, special Harland highway podcast story time with Harland Williams, the water hose time machine. I I think I want to hear that. I want to write that story and I want to hear that story. And hopefully you guys want to hear that story. I think it could be beautiful. So thank you so much for, for your call. I really, really love that phone call. Amazing, amazing. And uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, now uh, let's let's jump back into uh, the rest of our Pavement Pounders phone call. Here we go. Uh, second discussion point. I uh, heard your podcast about the uh, stealing the uh, Chipotle forks. And um, one thing I do is I always take extra napkins, and I always want napkins in my car, in my glove box, or whatever. If I spill something or if I need to blow my nose or whatever. And so sometimes I feel guilty about taking way more napkins than I should. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I feel a little guilty about little things like that. But uh, anyway, can't wait to see you when you come to Kansas City. Have a good one. Premium member signing off. All right, a premium member. Thank you. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll I'll do the the time machine water hose story just for the premium member. It's kind of a little incentive for you guys to join up. Only twenty dollars a year. Thank you for being a premium member. Thank for your great phone call. And uh, as far as Kansas City, yes, I will be in Kansas City, Kansas City, uh, at the Improv uh, this week. Uh, I start uh, Thursday night, September 15th through the 18th. And I look forward to seeing you guys there. Get your tickets at harlowilliams.com. But uh, let's get back to the second part of your phone call where, uh, you know, I'd done a show recently where where I I had been, uh, I, I convicted myself of being guilty of stealing plastic forks from Chipotle. I took two when I should have, well, I took three when I should have took one. And uh, you weren't the only one that called in about the the, uh, the theft, the plastic fork theft at Chipotle. Let, let's listen to what some of the other pavement pounders had to say about it. Yo, Harlan, this is a buddy of yours. Uh, I'm not going to give my name only because I'm worried about the uh, statute of limitations. Uh, I just listened to your podcast from a few days ago uh, about how you stole some forks from Chipotle. And, you know, number one... You're stealing two forks. I can't wait to see that party. I hope I get an invite because that's going to be one rocking party if you got two forks for everybody. Uh, but the other thing is, I did steal something once, and and uh, I meant to. Uh, I was in the grocery, and you know how they have those uh, self checkouts, and you know how they have those bulk foods. Well, they had a big uh, tin of uh, a big container full of. Uh, cashews, and they're quite expensive. They're like eight, ten, twelve dollars a pound or something. And I, it was a few years ago. I wasn't working, and 
you know, I was, uh, you know, short on cash. So I took a whole big bag of, uh, you know, I filled a big bag full of the cashews because I wanted some. And uh, when I went to the checkout, the self-checkout, I looked around and there was nobody there. I knew the cameras could see me, but I doubted they could see what I was actually punching in. So when I when it asked me to punch in the code after I weighed them, I punched in the code for 99 cents a pound apples. And... Uh, but I got away with, you know, twelve dollars worth of uh, of uh, cashews. So you know, and I haven't. I felt guilty about it, but I forgave myself. And uh, you should forgive yourself for the forks too. And I love you, and you make me laugh all the time. And uh, thanks a lot, Harley. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, two forks. <laughs> I want to be at your barbecue. Only two forks. What the hell? I can't wait to see that party. I hope I get an invite because that's going to be one rocking party if you got two forks for everybody. <laughs> see, that's that's the stupid thing about about my my theft, my logic. It wasn't two people. There were a lot of people. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, I always go out and buy these plastic forks, and by the end of the party, there's only usually one or two left. So if I if I grab a couple every time I come to Chipotle, you know, I'll never have to buy, you know, $2.50 worth of plastic forks ever again. And that's how that was just so dumb and cheap. And I'm like, what the? Now that I look back at it, I'm like, what am I thinking? And that's what that's why I had to confess what an idiot I am. And, and no, I don't have barbecues with just two people. Okay. Um, now, as far as your story goes, hey man, I, I appreciate you coming clean. That that takes that takes a little courage. I, I I like your logic though. You're like I wasn't working and they were expensive and I wanted them. And that's kind of what always leads to trouble. You decide you want something and you're just gonna take it. And you don't care who gets hurt or, or, or how you do it. It's, it's You've made a decision. And you know what? Screw it. I'm down on my luck. I deserve some delicious cashews. I'm taking them. And then you were kind of crafty about it. The way you, you know, your whole thing with the scanner and the camera. And it was, it was almost a little like, I don't know, are you a professional cashew thief? I don't know. But then I like how you brought it around at the end. You said you felt guilty. You knew it was wrong, and you forgave yourself. And I like all that, but the whole forgive yourself thing, I don't know if that's allowed. You know, I don't know if we're allowed to do bad things and say, you know what, I just ran over a baby, and you know, God, that kid's a mess. No, no, I'm not going to make it in the hospital on life support. Probably he's got a day to live, but you know what, I... uh, Thinking back on it, I think uh, yeah, I got me to forgive myself on this one. You know, uh, you know, what was that family thinking? I giving birth to a baby. It's not my fault. I hit it. Now, forgiveness is is important. We mu- we must ask for forgiveness for our sins. We must ask forgiveness for our faults, for our crimes, of course. But you, you, the way you phrased it was a little bit too easy. It was like, you know what? I forgave myself. I stole the cashews. I forgive myself. It's all okay. Well, here's what I recommend. Okay, you don't have to do it, but I, I recommend like maybe as a little way to even the scales 
And instead of just saying, I forgive myself, because at the end of the day, you took something that wasn't yours. Maybe to even the scales, you pay it forward. You know, well, you, you said you took like, what, $8 worth of cashews or $12? Maybe to, to make the world right again, a penance perhaps. You can do it or not do it. Maybe if you see someone struggling one day, you're at the checkout counter, at the gas station, or at the grocery store, or at Subway or McDonald's, or wherever you might be. You might see someone going, oh man, I don't have enough money to pay for that. Or you see someone who's maybe a kid, you know, and you know they don't have a ton of money in their wallet. Or maybe you see, uh, you know, a mother with a bunch of children, and you can tell maybe she's struggling. Or maybe it's just an average person. You're in front of them in line and you just go, you know what? Let me get that for you, ma'am. I'm going to buy your lunch for you today. How much is that? $8? $12? It's on me. No, no, no explanation. Just, just do it. And maybe that evens out the scale and, and gives you good karma and, and washes away your sins <laughs> instead of you just going, ah, I forgive myself. Maybe you pay for what you did by doing something nice for someone else and it, and it counterbalances the theft. And, yeah, and listen, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do it for my forks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a way to uh, cover someone's, someone's uh, expense when, they're, when, they're, you know, when they need it or even if they don't need it. So there you go. Just a thought. But thank you for sharing and I think we have some more people that, that wanted to talk about my my Chipotle theft. Hey, Harlan, this is Zach. <clears throat> um, so on your recent episode uh, about stealing forks from Chipotle, um, nothing wrong with grabbing uh, a couple extra forks so, or sauces or whatever else. Uh, like when I go to Taco Bell, I'll, I'll load up on uh, fire sauce, grab a couple handfuls. But my my problem is that you you only took two, so um, that leads us to believe that your your get together you were having you're only having two people come over. Um, do you not have very many friends, or is it like a bring your own fork and you're just gonna have two extra just in case? Just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious about what was going on. Only two forks. Um, but yeah, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Wow, clearly next time I go to Chipotle, I need to steal like 80 forks just so people think I have friends. To, please do not do not rate my amount of friends by how many forks I steal from a fast food Mexican restaurant. Okay, I have more than two friends, honestly, I swear. Hey, Harlan, this is Michael. First time caller, long time listener. I heard your podcast about you stealing forks from Chipotle. Now, I'm not going to cast the finger of shame on you because I'm sure lots of people do that, but I think I might be able to trump you. I am a notorious napkin thief. Whether I go to Chipotle, whether I go to McDonald's, whether I go to Carlos Jr., I always take at least five to six napkins extra than I need, and I stick them in my glove box. Now, if you're going to go to hell for forks, three forks, I'm sure the dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of napkins I have in my glove box, well, it's going to give me a one-way ticket to hell. 
I mean, I use them for good. I, uh, you, you spill something in the car, you wipe it up. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe that's not reason enough to uh, not send me to hell. All right, Harlan. Thanks. Oh, boy. Michael, Michael, Michael. Thank you for your call. And it's just, it comforts me to know. And Michael had such a nice, friendly voice. I'm sure he's a great guy. And I try to think of myself as a great guy, but it comforts me to know that when I'm standing at the gates of hell in front of Lucifer, who, by the way, has a fork in his hand, when I'm standing there for my theft of of two or three plastic Chipotle forks, I will be there with another nice person who stole napkins. A napkin thief. I am a notorious napkin thief. Notorious napkin thief. He sounds like one of those old day, like Jesse James kind of train robbers from the wild, wild west. Well, I tell you, Slim, that Michael, he's a notorious napkin thief. I'll tell you what, we used to have napkins in this here saloon till Michael came riding through. Well, that's cool. Yeah, what you want is is a napkin thief with some with some attitude, with some expertise. I'd, I'd love it if if uh, if Satan said to Michael, Mike, uh, Satan goes, Michael, you will burn an eternity for stealing all the napkins. And then Michael just says, Stick him in my glove box. What did you say to me, mortal? Stick him in my glove box. You dare to tell me the Lord of Darkness to stick napkins in my glove box? Uh, uh, who knows? How dare you, mortal? Stick him in my glove box. All right, well, there you go. A uh, bunch of thieves on the show today. We're all a bunch of bad thieves. And you know what? Screw it. Screw the penance. You know what? Let's just all forgive ourselves. You know what? I forgive myself for the forks. Forgive give Michael for the, the napkins. Forgive everyone else for the cashews, for the whatever you stole. Screw it. No, just kidding. Uh, but thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, calling. And if you want to call in, 323-739-4330. I surely hope none of us go to hell for these small little incidents. Um. We're just too good for that, man. Uh, 323-739-4330 is the phone number if you want to leave a message. Love to hear from you pavement pounders. Hi, what's up? Um, also, you can write me at harlowilliams.com. We have a contact link there. You can write, 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 write to me. And uh, also, while you're at harlowilliams.com, check out our store. We have all kinds of great merchandise there. We can send to you T-shirts, books, music videos, DVDs, artwork, you, you name it, we got it. Uh, what else? Uh, join, don't forget to join up for our free app on your cell phone. Just go to your uh, app store, type in the Harlan Highway. You can join for free, and uh, it's a great deal, man. Also, uh, you can become a, a premium member for $20 a month. Just go to harlowilliams.com, go to the app page or the podcast page, and uh, you will be directed from there how to join the premium membership. $20 a year, you get all kinds of bonus material, stand-up comedy shows that I do, special stuff with characters. My other podcast called Let's Have a Fight. Actually, it's coming up very soon. We have an episode of Let's Have a Fight coming up very, very soon. 
uh, and you are going to love it. So uh, jump on onto the uh, premium package membership and get in on the bonus fun. And don't forget, down the road, uh, I will be reading to my premium members the uh, the short story of the water hose time machine. Now, give me a little time to work on it, but that's coming up. Uh, so there you go. Hey, thanks for being here today. Please, no stealing. No more stealing. Stick it in my glove box. And that includes me. No more stealing. No more free forks. Go fork yourself. Uh, and that's it. Uh, thank you for being here, everyone. Uh, I hope you had a great time. Tell your friends about the Harlan Highway podcast. Let's get everyone on board for the fun. And uh, until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby. Stick it in my glove box.